Of all the sentences I could say to start this book, I think that this is the most powerful. My name is Rachel, and I have sensory processing disorder, SPD, a neurological condition that impacts the way I process information gleaned from the senses. On the surface, this statement seems simple enough. After all, I'm named Rachel Simone, after my spitfire great-grandmother and my soulful grandfather. I've always had sensory issues, long before I learned the terminology to explain why I was so sensitive and rigid with my particular needs. But the journey leading to my ability to write each character is full of stories you might never hear. The complicated subtext of what it really means to have unidentified sensory differences in a world designed for most people, just not me. This sentence is a voluntary raising of a hand and wax-sealed invitation for criticism. It is a willing exposure of the most internal self and the first gasp of air after a lungful of water. It is both the most liberating phrase and the weightiest compilation of seemingly benign words. But from the first second I uttered it, I've never stopped repeating it to anyone who will listen. There's a certain kind of delicious freedom in the truth, especially the type of elusive truth that seems beyond your grasp unwilling to be caught like a flitting minnow, until finally, in a single swoop through the stream, you capture it between your wet, wrinkled fingers. Growing up, I always felt just shy of normal, whatever that means. The people who knew me called me many things. Sensitive, particular, needy, intuitive, a homebody. I was outgoing, warm, and bubbly a force of energy and empathy, until I crashed into a heap of tears, heaving cries that cleared as quickly as they began. I had strong and flexible preferences. When things bothered me, they really bothered me, like the random popping of balloons and the feel of cream cheese across my tongue. I actively sought repetition, routine, and predictability. I incessantly rubbed my face and arms against my grandmother's mink coats and my fingertips against my stuffed lion's velvet-covered nose. I secretly chewed my cheeks, turning the flesh tender and distended. I was always covered with bruises, unsure of their origins, aside from the general sense that I had walked into something again. I wore nightshirts to shreds, unwilling to part with a soft material made threadbare by years of use. And yes, let's talk about sleep. I typically slept with my body pressed against the wall, clearly seeking proprioceptive input in the days when this terminology wasn't even a twinkle in the proverbial eye of my dictionary. Adults and teens diagnosed with sensory processing issues later in life always describe their childhood with a similar jumble of words, raking through the debris of their past for a single nugget of clarity. Here they try to say, offering up armfuls of unrelated and inexplicable memories. Don't you see my sensory past taking shape in the rubble? Could I have known this information about myself sooner if someone had told me to look? I find that I'm doing the same here for you, bending and pointing at shards, attempting to assemble them into something that resembles proof. The bits and pieces, the particularities and the behaviors seem unrelated at first glance but makes sense when considered in the context of SPD. The problem was, I didn't have any sensory framework to turn to when I grew up in the 1980s and 1990s. 
the related words we have today, were never a part of our vocabulary. Even with the incredible work of occupational therapist and developmental psychologist Dr. A. Jean Ayers, whose ideas in the 1960s formed the pivotal structure for the ultimate understanding of sensory issues. I've met a few lucky sensory adults in my travels who were actually diagnosed in childhood at the same time I was growing up. While they were being evaluated, I was oblivious to the insidious root of my concerns. Sprawled out, supine across my bedroom floor, deeply involved in the latest episode of Eureka's Castle and holding my breath for the next family outing, I didn't realize just what I was missing. Sometimes I wonder if things would have been different if I had been able to describe the source of my discomfort or if I had realized that not all people felt the way I felt in my body.